0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 92.9 Game.com. It's Sam and Greg on the Saturday morning. 27th day of May. Holiday weekend. And everybody's shoulders are popping and fingers and toes are going on because we got Prince going. Good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a good morning. Hang on. Let me scoot up here. A good morning. Oh, you know what? We missed an hour. No, we did. I, I did a good morning, but I didn't say a city last. Did I yeah, say? Yeah, you did. Yeah, what I say?
2: Uh, East Point. East Point.
1: Okay, I was making sure. Well, you hope you folks in East Point are having a good day. This hour, our friends in Tucker. 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 Which right
2: about now, right now. Uh oh, what? The uh, graduation, Tucker High School graduation. Oh,
1: where they having that?
2: At they're having it at uh, Hallford Stadium out on Memorial Drive. And uh, they're starting their graduation now. It's, it feels nice out there. Yeah, it does. It's not real roasty, toasty like they have. And, you know, all those family members are there. And they're going to get to embarrass their young people when they get their name called. And they're going to stand up and holler and yell, you know. because mm-hmm. they, they tell you before you start. Don't yeah, do.
1: but it's long. Everybody's, this is what you hear. You're hearing these stories from folks after the kids graduate. Why do they gotta have it so long? <laughs> and the speakers and so on and so forth. It's like, man. Get your money's worth. You popped a lot of money into that university, so, you know, get <laughs> or, your
2: money's worth. Or, or high school, in this case, you know, and it costs you a little money to get, come out of there, too,
1: these no. days. But, um, you know,
2: that, that that's happening today with them. And congratulations to all the graduates around the area.
1: We have got, uh, later on this hour, Jason Longshore, the fifth Beatle, is going to join us yeah. uh, as Atlanta United gets ready to take on Orlando. By the way, if you can, not get in front of a TV and watch it. Uh, pre-kick at 7 o'clock and kick at 7.30 right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And while I'm taking care of business, let me remind you, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game wants you to celebrate Father's Day with us. Go to 92.9thegame.com slash contest and register for a chance for you and a guest to join your favorite 929 Guest host, game host, for a special Father's Day dinner. It's going to happen June 13th at the Buckhead Butcher Chop. Not the barbershop. Not the barbershop. The butcher shop, which I said last hour. Tell us why you want to join us uh, in celebrating Father's Day this year. Entries close Friday, June 2nd at midnight. We're going to announce the winners over the week of June 5th. So there you go. And the new number, if you want to call us for whatever reason, 404-726-0929. Say it again, 404-726, that's what I always say to Sam, 0929. Two
2: nine. Yep. Uh, um, this holiday weekend, the weather's nice. A lot of things happen around Atlanta. We got the atlantic Atlanta Caribbean Carnival uh that's going on. Ooh. I think yeah, that is happening around the area today. People want to get out and be a part of that. They got a Carnival Parade, uh Moore's Meal uh Center at uh, Marietta Boulevard taking place today. MomoCon Hoop. is uh, happening. That's over at uh, I'm World I'm Congress. I'm still thinking about the other one because I'm thinking of Pitbull. Yeah, no, this is MomoCon. No, not uh, that the other
1: one. Carnival. From? Oh, car- Carnival, I'm yeah. I'm thinking of Pitbull okay, okay. yep, yep, performing.
2: Yeah, this is going to – but, but the Momocon is at the uh, Georgia World Congress Center, and it uh, should be a lot of fun there. People show up for that. Uh, of course, the Jazz Fest is happening, and the nighttime performers, you know, you got performances start at 1, the last one at 9. The last one at 9 tonight will be the uh, Jazz at Lincoln Center Orchestra with Wynton Marsalis. Uh, tomorrow okay. night at 9, they're going to have um, – Jazz bassist Stanley Clark. And Monday night at nine, we're going to have Lettucey going to be singing. Really? So, I mean, that's, and I mean, you got like performers that start at one o'clock, and the last one is at nine each night. So that's, uh, and, and you want to take your little jacket or a little blanket or something you're going to sit on and maybe wrap up a little bit because if the temperature drops like it was this morning when we came out the door, it'll be a little chilly before you leave out there at Piedmont Park. <laughs>
1: what morning. is the, if you think back, the best jazz show? say concert so much but jazz show that you have seen when you talk about jazz shows we we both like jazz you know music yeah and then there's certain artists that you know you like more than us you like more instrumental stuff where i like sometimes I like having the singer in there but what's the last jazz show you were at that you went oh man i'm gonna remember this can't really.
2: Yeah, anyway, I mean, I, I've been in quite a few, and I'm seeing you know none a, of them really a, a, stood a out. A lot of artists, yeah, a lot of all of them stood out in different ways. Okay, you know, I can't think of one. I mean, we've been in a while because we ain't not had concerts in a while until a well, few months true. ago. Well, that's true. That's uh, true. So I hadn't been out to see a lot of them, but I would think that my very first jazz concert.
1: That's what I was going to go to.
2: Really. We, we, which one was your? Um, you, well, you, concert? You, you, no, you the can't concert can't, was Buddy first. Rich
1: in okay. Chicago. It was like a um, some kind of big event, and I was just understanding jazz. Yeah. And he was playing, and he did Chicago, you know, with his big band that he came with. Yeah. But there was a dude who was – his name was L.D. Young. And L.D. Young was an upright bass player, and he used to play with Ramsey Lewis. And he got his own trio. And I went and saw him. um, And a dude named Joe Pass, which I'm sure you remember. He sat in with him. So it was Joe Pass, it was L.D. Young, and I forgot who was on drums, but that was – they just did a lot of. It wasn't deep, avant-garde, Alvin Jones kind of jazz. Yeah, it was all recognizable no, stuff no, to no, me. No no, no Archie Shepp. <laughs> yeah, it, that one just stayed with me. So I just, that was like the, my, my best one. My,
2: my first one, um, I was taken to. I didn't go to myself. I was taken to was Louis Armstrong. Oh, okay. So my folks took me to see him when that was that was real, real little. And so that was my first. Did that voice stay with you? You know, you know, he didn't sound like that, man. He Come on, Willie
1: Armstrong. He, he did sound he, like that.
2: No, he didn't. He had a different tone of voice. But but he, he had a pocket handkerchief that looked like a beach towel. It was this large <laughs> mammoth thing that he, and it looked huge. He played trumpet. <laughs> that thing was it Really, that's what it looked like. It was a handkerchief, right? But it was like it seemed like it was huge. And uh, he just played and sang and. It was cool.
1: Okay. I yeah. just again I have never asked you that before. And as the audience knows that we both like jazz and every once in a while I go, oh man. Yeah. Tell a story once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Sam and Greg Sports Radio 929 the game, 929 the Did you get your bobblehead? Did you get your <laughs> did you get your bobblehead out there at Truist? Uh, these braves, no. I mean look at Phillies uh, and uh, town. unless
2: somebody took one away from me <laughs> somewhere out there. No, I did no, you know, you know, that, that that's that's the thing. Did not, of course. Uh, we're talking about Thursday night Outcast night at the Braves, and uh, people are still talking about it. Just the massive crowd that showed up. Uh, Bo Johnson uh, he helped me out. Fifteen thousand. They gave away fifteen thousand. What in a stadium that seats forty?
1: So there must have been first come first serve sort of thing. Well, I'm sure. Yeah, supposedly, right. it.
2: Well. Supposed it been. That's why everybody showed up there at three o'clock.
1: But so is, is your point. Is your do you think there's people had a problem with only fifteen thousand? Yeah, Being given out. Right. Okay. So that their their point was to get you there early. So when was the concert, or when was the when what, did they perform the game? But the, the, of, game. The, game, the game. was like at seven. Okay. Yeah. What? Well, I, I mean, listen. There's a there's a reason why we need to get um, what's her name, Marshall, from the Braves. On. She ain't with the Braves no more. Oh, she's not. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well. You know, you know, you. Know, you know, I know she, because they're not with us. So I don't you know, keep no, in no, touch with that on a regular basis.
2: She, she she's now down I twenty with the people that played the piano music in, in, in April.
1: Okay, that's, that's supposed to be a hint of some sort. So let me Augusta, figure piano up.
2: music, April. Hello,
1: friend. Oh, she with the Masters? She went to work down there. Oh, I, no, nobody sent me that memo. Yeah. Congratulations to her. Yeah. That's like, what's her name, my friend, who, were, who ran the, the <laughs> one in Lake Tahoe? She was my connection to the Lake Tahoe, the American Century uh, Championships. Pandemic was coming. I stopped going, and then I found out that she is no longer there, and she's at Pebble Beach. Oh, yeah. So she went from Lake Tahoe, that golf tournament, to Pebble Beach.
2: Well, you, you, you got great scenery, either one. It's hard to go wrong with either one of them.
1: Yeah, but yeah. you yeah. ain't going to get the stars like, you know, I don't know if there's a pro-am still what, at Pebble, Pebble Beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, still, I guess there yeah, still is. Yeah,
2: you still got that. Well, anyway, and, and, and probably to. goes there to bring some of that. With her to Pebble Beach. The fact that she has worked in that
1: environment. She's also from Oak Park, too. Really? Which we didn't know when we were talking to each other. She's from the same damn hometown hometown as me. You ever do that? Where Yikes. you you work with somebody, you know somebody, but and you never came up that y'all. That just went to never, the same came or, never came out of conversation.
2: Never came out of conversation, right? Yeah. That happened.
1: That's just silly. Sam and Greg again. Sports radio ninety the game, ninety two nine the game.com. All right, listen, whether it's the Phillies or this upcoming road trip where the Braves are going out to Oakland and then to Arizona, I'm just not worried right now. And maybe that's me. Maybe I should worry a little bit more. But we've got health. Now, I will tell you something that Mark Simon is going to talk about tomorrow, which I found interesting and I'm only going to tease. Because you know, every week when he comes on and joins us on Sundays, he's got just this little nugget of something that he's going to present to us to make his argument. Because he just seems like he comes on every week and gives us reason to have a little bit of concern about this Braves team, despite being four and a half up leading the division. He's got something to say about this infield. Now, we are all pretty comfortable with this infield. At least I am.
2: Yeah, well, shortstop gave us problems there for a minute. For well, a minute, we believe
1: have... it or not, this has nothing to do with fielding. He got something he feels we need to know about as far as batting with this this particular infield and the way it's made up. So um, that's going to happen tomorrow around 920. He's going to come on and make a case for something. Me, personally, with, with the Dodgers just leaving, as I watched Freddie Freeman and, and thought to myself, yeah, it would be kind of nice to have Freddie here, but I can kind of see why Freddie, you know, it was time for him to move on at the end. And everybody is very, very happy with Matt Olson, along with that other dude from Oakland who's at the catcher position. We had no problems with the rest of our infield. And, and say what you will about Arcea and, and the change that was made at shortstop. It hasn't been bad. It's not Dansby Swanson, but it ain't been bad. And in some areas, it's better than Dansby. Okay? Got some younger legs out there. We got some areas that's being covered that Dansby might have had to die for. So I'm wondering what he's going to come with tomorrow. Because I'm cool with this infield. I really am. Yeah. Give me, you know. You want to talk about the pitching staff and, and and the problems there? Okay. I'll listen. I can see that we got some arms that are dinged up. But I don't see any problems in the infield. And, yes, it, it's a work in progress at shortstop. But right now, well, I'm good. You're good. I'm good. And, and again, if you <laughs> the stance we had going into this baseball season was getting rid of somebody who we thought was dead weight, you know, dh and playing left field. Our conversations got to – Got to that dude.
2: Dude's ripping the cover off. He
1: is, you know, so what you gonna say now? Okay, you, what are you doing now, meaning Marcelo Zuna, what you're doing now in May, you better do this in August and September. That's <laughs> all, yeah, because when we get there, we're gonna forget about what you're doing now. That don't help us. We need you to help us clear the bases, drive in that runner from second in August, in September. That helps propel the team in that one game behind or ahead of, you know, Mets, Philadelphia. Hell, could be the Marlins. Yep, your favorite team. (laughs) No,
2: get those guys. So,
3: fish. By the way, Greg, I know we're about to go on break. I really like this world team. I I wrote out. I have my starting five.
1: Oh,
2: that's right. We forgot to
3: do that. Yeah, no, yeah. We'll do it in the last segment. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty legit.
1: Okay, remember remember we talked about if you weren't listening earlier um, when Max had his uh, segment, he was talking about world players versus American players in basketball and has the world past America. We and you know, we actually alluded to the dream team which really opened up this floodgate, these floodgates. Um, but he said something that I had to actually take a second and think about. So I had him come up with a world all-talk, you know, all-star team. We'll come up with one American and we'll see who wins. So he did. So we'll talk about that coming up at 40, but up next, Atlanta United is taking on Orlando next and we're going to talk it to the man who will be calling it along with Mike Conti, Jason Longshore, joining us next, Sam and Greg. Sports radio 929 The Game 929Tegame.com nine and take us with you on the Odyssey app.
4: It might seem crazy what I'm about to say.
3: Some shine she's here,
2: you can take a break. Warch Radio
1: 929 The Game 929thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this holiday weekend. It's Saturday. We'll be back tomorrow, 6 until 10 on Sunday. And we'll be back again on Monday, 6 until 10. We're at the all oh, holiday weekend. And I will tell you right now, we haven't really done it this show. But we're going to do it this all weekend, too. Different points, we will pay our little tribute to Tina Turner. When I tell you that we're going to pay tribute to her coming up at 940, our next segment, believe me. So we are going to let Tina just flow. And it is a song you are all very familiar with. And hopefully you aren't sick of hearing it. But we haven't had our chance to do it. So we're going to do that coming up in the next segment. Having said that, I know that this dude who grew up on 99X, didn't like 96 Rock, but like 99X, <laughs> liked his alternative, was probably a Tina Turner fan. As we welcome Jason Longshore in. Get ready to call Atlanta United Orlando tonight. Morning, sir. And uh, thanks for getting up and joining
5: us. What's up, guys? And, and, of course, if you like music, you have to be a Tina Turner fan. She was the, the best.
1: Hey, see? Simply, simply. Oh, there you go. Simply the best. Um, I was going to ask you this because I didn't tell you. Um, I asked you this when we talked. Have you already left? Are you already in Orlando or are you guys leaving some point to get down there? And
5: Yeah, we're in Orlando now getting ready for the game tonight.
1: Okay. All right, man. Well, I wasn't sure if they traveled the day of. Yes, yeah. that was the thing.
2: No, you're down there early, and you're getting set for Orlando City. First meeting with these guys, is this still a rivalry? You know, they tried to make this be a rivalry, and it was. There was some nastiness with the fans down there a few years back. Is that vibe still there, has that been replaced now by Nashville and Charlotte?
3: I think
5: it's still a rivalry. I think, look, Atlanta United is just going to be a team that is a, a rival of varying degrees for a lot of different teams. Um I think Orlando has kind of their own issues with Miami. Now that they're in the league, Atlanta has Charlotte and Nashville, but Atlanta Orlando just go back through the history of both of these teams since 2017, the first six games that they played all had drama or crazy moments or incredible goals. You did have issues with the fans. I think you still have that underlying current to a degree. It's just, I don't think this is going to be a team in Atlanta United that has one rival and that's it. You know, it's it's honestly kind of like Georgia football where it feels like every other game is a rivalry game. And some of it's down to history. And some of it is just down to Atlanta United, the big team in this league. And it's a game that other teams circle on their calendar. When the schedule comes out as a big deal and the fans do too. So these games are big and they have a different feel than, you know, a game against Colorado or, or New England or, or some other teams that just don't have that same emotion with it.
2: Spending time on the waitforit.com outline. This one with Jason Longshore. He is in Orlando along with Mike Conti. He'll be on the call tonight for Atlanta United against Orlando City. He is social. You can find him always on Twitter, at Longshoe, at Longshoe. Okay, last week, um, have a lead on the road. Three points in your sight, in your grasp, and it slips away. Um, thoughts about that? You bring a draw. Sometimes, you, when does a draw feel like a loss? Last week is one of those times. How do they resolve that? Because you, you know, always hear Gonzalo Panetta talk about intensity, and you got to do it for ninety minutes.
5: Yeah, I think what's frustrating uh, about it is last week with the the Wednesday win at home, and then getting a draw on the road. You, you don't. You take the the way the game load out of it and you just look at those two results and you say oh that's that's a good week that's that's a really good week but then when you go into how the draw happened in Chicago you get the man advantage in the first half uh, Chicago then comes back to go up 2-1 then you come back to go up 3-2 and then you can't close it out and you only end up getting a point out of that it's frustrating and I don't I don't really know how to explain it in an easy way because I don't think it's necessarily, in this case, intensity or urgency. I think sometimes when you get down late in games like this, and Toronto was another example of it, you just have to make plays. And it's not about a system or a shape or any of that. It's about making the big play at the end of the game. And you have to do that defensively. And I think this team has the players who can I think they do a good job across the 90 minutes of not giving up a lot of opportunities, not giving up many shots, not giving up many passes into the 18, all those defensive metrics that you look for that are good things about the way this team plays. But they give up goals late in games that aren't goals they should give up. And it's just, I don't know if it's an awareness thing. I don't know if it's just, you know, getting down to sacrificing your body into some of those situations, throwing your body in front of a shot, in front of a cross, making sure it doesn't get in, but just down to making plays at the end of the game. And sometimes things are as simple as that. And I think that was the case in Chicago where it's yours. The three points on the road is yours. Even in a game where you did fall behind after having the man advantage, you come back, you get that 3-2 lead. Yakimakis came in and was outstanding and you don't get the full reward for it. And it's got to change because when you have a team that is scoring 28 goals in a season, averaging two goals per game, that's crazy. And they shouldn't have some of the losses and draws that they have because they're scoring so many goals. They conceded 24, and that's not good enough, and that's got to change.
1: Sam, you know how Jason has continued to educate me. It's like the education of Greg when it comes to soccer. And what has happened is I take some of the comments from you and, and Jason when you guys are talking about things, and I'm, I'm trying to find ways that I can connect with some of the you know little fine points that you guys are talking about. So I just did this a second ago, and I don't know that this is fair. So, Jason, I'm going to ask you if this is a fair assessment of what you were just talking about. Because okay. I draw, I draw um, a correlation between what you describe to what I like to describe as want to in basketball, and that is rebounding. This is not a skill that you go out and practice. Rebounding is something that you decided that I can outdo this other guy and I'm going to make this play. And I'm wondering if what you've just described is a level of want to or lack thereof with this Atlanta United team when, say, maybe, okay, we're up 3 nothing or 3-whatever, and these guys came back. It's almost the end of the game. As you're saying, they need to make a play, but maybe are they satisfied with a draw? And leaving, you know, that match that way, and not wanting to apply themselves just a little bit more of what you were describing—that want to to make a play.
5: I don't think it's quite that simple, but I, I don't think you're far off either. And, and just the idea of, you know, comparing it to basketball, I think is, is a great comparison here. And you know, the the one person who did take rebounding past a, a want to thing with Dennis Rodman, where you're studying how guys shoot and you're studying where the ball's going to come off, off the rim, off the backboard, all those kinds of things. I mean, he took it to an art form, which is insane. But you have to be able to flip a switch at times. And for a team like Atlanta United that is a you know a high-powered attacking team, and that's what the bulk of your work is going to be, that's the type of players you have. You have incredibly talented, gifted guys with the ball scoring goals, creating goals, dribbling past players, hitting passes that you just can't find anywhere else. Things like that that are the attacking side of the game. Sometimes you have to flip the switch and and be gritty and be that guy who is, you know, maybe not going to have the ball for 2 3 minutes, but is just going to shift side to side and is going to track that runner and is going to, you know, stab a, a foot in to make sure that pass doesn't connect. It's maybe going to shove that guy down after after the play's over and intimidate those kinds of things, the, the little things that get you wins. It's hard to flip a switch and go from being a, you know, a glamor attacking kind of team to a gritty defensive team. And you've got to find enough of a balance to do it. And it's, it's difficult. You've got, you get guys in basketball who are great players in the first three quarters and they don't have that grittiness or that clutch gene at the end to make the play, to, to get it done. You have guys who find a way to get it done. And I think Atlanta United has to just find a way to get it done late in games where they have those leads and the game gets gritty and the game gets a little, you know, ugly in terms of, it's not going to have a float, not going to connect. You're going to have to play a ball into the upper deck sometimes to, to just kill the clock or get the ball out of your defensive third, things like that. They, they've just got to find a way to close those games out and celebrate that side of a win as much as a three or four goal offensive output.
2: Spending time talking with Jason Longshore getting set for Atlanta United and Orlando City. Okay, that said, Jason, I'm looking at the availability list here, and it's getting longer and longer. It's pretty long this week. You want to do those things, but you got some faces that you would want to count on that probably won't be available today.
5: Yeah, you're going to be missing Franco Ibarra, who is one of those grit guys. You're going to be missing him due to yellow card accumulation. You're going to be missing Luis Adarujo due to the red card, two yellows that he got in Chicago. Um, still dealing with a couple of injuries. and Marsedich is getting closer to coming back. Eric Lopez is still working his way back to, to provide extra depth up top. But I think you get a couple of things and you look at that list. One is Yorgos Yakimakis is a guy who's come off the bench twice in a row now and maybe is in a position to start if you look at his trajectory in terms of 30 minutes and then 45 You would think he can go more than 45, which would put him in a position to start today. And Brad Gazan was upgraded to questionable. And that's one of the underrated things here with this group. And you talk about those late-game moments, and you talk about making plays and getting things done and leadership. Brad Gazan's the captain of this team. He has been from almost day one. And he is one of the captains almost since day one. And he is essential in those kinds of moments. And the fact that he has worked himself back after an injury that was supposed to be 10 to 12 weeks to be questionable this early and be participating in training, it's just a, a testament to his dedication, how much he cares about this club and how much he cares about this team and trying to change some of those Draws into wins late in games. So I think Brad Kazan getting that close is a really big deal for this group.
2: I was going to ask you how how soon do you, do you think? I've seen video of him working out here in the last few weeks, and he looks like he's moving fine. Of course, that's that that that's uh, during training. It's not uh, actually on the pitch during a match. But how far away do you would you say that that he is?
5: I don't think he's far away at all. I watched training on Tuesday, and the full session was open to the media and. He's throwing his body around, making saves, organizing. Um, he had a huge presence. He looked like the practice in that, that we know and we've seen many times for Atlanta United. So I don't think he's far off at all.
2: Fantastic, folks. Fantastic. Of course, Atlanta United coming your way here tonight here on Sports Radio 92. That's a great way to get your holiday weekend started, right? Tune in and listen to them.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, staying in on Saturday night. Or it could start off your Saturday night. It
2: starts off because you got an extra day. Yeah, Monday,
1: right? Well, you know, if you're like me, you don't go out till eleven thirty at night. So you can listen to the whole game, Grant. You, you can could. listen to the whole game, take a shower, and I'm ready to hit the streets at eleven thirty. <laughs>
5: exactly. You can be celebrating a big Atlanta United win on the road. Would, if if probably, that were the case, you'd you know, probably,
2: you probably get you a boom yakamaka. You'd be I'm ready to go you, out if you get the boom yakamaka. You know
1: that I have jumped in a DeLorean and it is now 1992, and that's how I'm going out like that, <laughs> <laughs> Jason. You know you, you 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 are referred to now as the fifth Beatle.
5: Oh no. Yes, I'm you Pete are. Best?
1: Meaning that when we're gone, one of us are gone. Sam, or you you the guy who fills in? So that's the analogy. Anyway. I'll take it. <laughs> hey man, get a win and travel safely, and um, look forward to talking to you again, Jason.
5: Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. J-
1: again, Jason Longshore, you can hear his call with Mike Conti tonight. If you can't get in front of a TV pregame at seven, pre-kick at seven, kick at seven thirty, and again after the game, get yourself all nice and clean and hit the streets. <laughs> Let's see, nineteen ninety-two. This would have been, you know, if you're going down to three-dollar cafe. Or uh, over uh, the beer mug right there on uh, P Street, right before you know Midtown meets Buckhead, there was another club that used to be open back then. Where? In Atlanta. You wasn't here in '92 though. That's right. '92. Jimmy Max, Timothy Johns, Timothy John. Confetti's, Club Anytime. I'm making people just like Rupert. just shake their Rupert's. head right. Rupert. No, that was Rupert's and then Limelight.
2: That was I swear in Rupert's.
1: I swear to you. In the parking lot one night at Rupert's, I saw. Like the, you know that song uh, Skeezes by, um, who are the girls? The, the burned down Andre Risen's house.
2: Oh, TLC.
1: TLC. <laughs> that song of theirs um, with both heads in the car trying to hit on girls, Jose Canseco and Roger Clemens. Really? I'll never forget that. Them two, their backsides sticking up in the air. while they're, their, And I remember how beefy they are. And the two of them that close trying to, try to chat up this girl in the car outside of Rupert's. I'll never forget that. Uh, listen, we are going to pay, before we get out of here and turn things over to John Fricky our tribute to Tina Turner. You know the song? We will just let it play. Coming back. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Nine you know, every now and then,
0: think you might like to hear something from us. Nice. Easy.
3: There's just one thing. You see, we
0: never, ever do nothing. Nice.
2: Easy.
0: We always do it. It always reminds
2: me a little bit
0: of Bertha
1: Kitt. But we're going to take the beginning of this song. The way she talked, the, cadence the way she talked. Yeah. My skills. Yeah. A little bit of that. Yeah. But then we're going to do the finish. So we're going to, this is a little tribute to Left. Tina. And you're wondering why That's we're talking we do. right now over this. And this is so we don't get we're fined, we're fined, fined by the FCC. Yeah. So as long as we're talking a little bit, yeah. it's okay. But yeah. now that they're doing this, let's just lay back.
2: Listen to the story. Left a good job
3: Down in the city. city.
2: Working for the man every night and day And I
0: never lost one minute of sleep. And
2: I was worried about the way that things might have been You know that big will keep on turning think Of her when you saw her,
1: where was
0: where was that?
2: Uh, it's outdoor, North Carolina, and uh, the uh, concert there, and it was, uh, it was just tremendous. And she had go through our repertoire. And this is a little big, uh, song that everybody knows, but she has a big musical library, and um, everybody in the crowd is waiting. For the song. Everybody's waiting for this, and you know, the lead up, and the build up. You see the background singers, and then you get down to this part and you know you're getting close, right? (laughs)
1: Watch Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. Nine it's Sam and Greg. Being a little tribute to Tina. And uh, apologies again, we were talking over some of that, but that was the only way we could play it <laughs> the way we did. We Otherwise, you know, we're a music station and we have to pay some other folks to, to play that. But I uh, asked permission specifically can I play this in an extended version? He goes, Yeah, as long as you guys talk over it a little bit, we'll be yeah, okay. Man. So I apologize to those of you who wanted us to shut up, but that was the only way we could get it out there. But you know, you can't do a tribute to her, and I'm sure others have done this before we came on. But this was our first opportunity. So, yeah, you know absolutely. this song, Max. By the way, yeah. And when you think it turn, do you think of, when you think of Tina being your age, okay. is this what you think of, or do you think of the stuff from, you know, what's love got to do with it? The latest stuff. I'm, not,
3: the, I'm gonna be honest. What's love got to do with It's The first one that comes to mind, just because I love singing that song.
1: Quick question. Bring that down for a little bit here. I want to ask you. Did you see the movie, um, What's Love Got to Do with It? I did not. <sighs> He, then he can't answer this question, but this was actually a thing, and it is a thing. There are people who saw that movie, or, or the people who have seen that movie, there's a great number of them who don't like Lawrence Fishburne anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you, and actors can have that happen. It's kind of like,
2: like my wife and Danny Glover with Color Purple. Oh, she, <laughs> okay. Yeah, she, she can't see him do anything else. She just sees him with that character, and it's. Yeah, yeah, I'm yes, I'm guilty you know.
1: of it too. With a few, but Danny <laughs> Danny Glover gets me for another reason, but yeah, it's yeah, more but, personal. But, but yeah. I can see that you don't have nobody like that. Uh, there was I some th- folks who who had that with um, Eric Roberts, Julia's brother, okay, who played a movie about uh, it was one that got it started with uh, Dorothy Stratton, the Playboy model he was right. dating. That okay,
2: yeah,
1: was killed, and he played that character. And you know, there's just. There's sometimes actors are just too Ooh, good to get a role. character.
2: Yeah, they're too good, and you, you always see them. Even then, something else—that's the character you see, right?
1: So Yeah, there's there's some folks who still mad at Lawrence Fishburne, and got a problem with him. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 two nine the game ninety 9 the Game.com. talked about Atlanta United and uh, Orlando. You can hear that game right here on Sports Radio 929 two nine the game. Seven o'clock pre kick, seven thirty is kick time. Also, want to remind you, you got a chance to um, have dinner with one of your favorite. 92.9 The Game hosts. You want to go to our website, 92.9thegame.com slash contest and register for your chance to have dinner, you and a friend, with one of the hosts here. Now, I could put you on the spot and ask you, if not you and I, if there was one of the hosts who you'd like to sit down and tap into that person's mind, who would you choose of our staff? Oh, man. Who have, I mean, there's people who we, don't, we, we see once in a while, but we right. don't spend much time with. Um, I think there's a couple all people all over
2: the place there with, with with our crew.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We got we
2: kind of run the gamut around
1: here. <laughs> like, I haven't heard him do a deep dive into his thoughts on, like we talked about the money that George is spending now, yeah. as, as far as this upcoming season. Just Randy. There's certain college football questions I ain't heard Randy address. I don't know if he made it to the pros and dolphins and all that, but, you know, he's here and he's identified with – the Bulldogs, yeah. obviously, and with the success they've had. but there's, well, there's
2: identify identifying with Peach County, too, but that's something else. Well, that's just you. That's, that's, that's his school. Yeah. That's where he went to school. I'm just saying. It's just, you know, yeah, down in Fort Valley, he went to Va- just, He went to Georgia, too. I know that, but he went All to right. Peach County first.
1: <laughs> well, I suppose one would lend itself to the other. But, yeah, he yeah. heard something. He, By the way, I saw him this week, and he informed me that he enjoyed one part of our show, which is a running theme. Okay. It was a guest that we had, on, huh, who you booked, and, you know, you know everybody. And it, it, after the interview, it's as if the person forgot that it was the Sam and Greg show as opposed to just Sam. And remember I said, excuse me, he does know that Sam and Greg. That cracked Randy up because the guy was like, okay, Sam, thanks a lot. We'll talk to you next time. And said goodbye, which happens from time to time. Yeah. They don't mean nothing personal about it, but I like to have some fun with it. And Randy was listening, just liked my retort, and he wanted me to tell you hello. So, <laughs> oh, okay. he's all, everybody always tells me to tell you hello. Oh, I get is people fine, ask me man. Tell you hello too. He can huh? Tell you other things too, but they te-
2: get people ask you, ask me that if you can get them in a
1: movie, get you on it. That's what they asked me. You know what I was asked today, and I actually had to think about it for a second. Can you get me on a show? Oh, yeah, good. I can. When the, when the strike's over. And by the way, there will be a fresh new casting call tomorrow with two projects. That's right, a whole two, as far as in front of the camera, and they're both reality shows. Okay. And one has to do with trivia stuff. And the other one has to do if you're looking for love and you're over 55 years old. Okay. So, But that's only got a shelf life. you got one more week of that. Hey, speaking of trivia stuff, while you were gone and you were bringing our guests in here and Max and I were talking about um, movie franchises and the popular ones, he had asked me about Spider-Man, which he still hasn't asked the follow-up questions he said he had. But one of the things that I got from somebody online was immediately I went to the original who was who played James Bond the most? I'm asking you. Me? me? Yeah. Oh man. Um not Connery? No. It was Roger Moore. Oh, I mean, if it's not Connery, Roger it's Roger Moore. Moore. Okay. Roger Moore played Bond the most. And I had to think about that. And he's considered probably the less least Bond-like. Not I'm not talking about bad as far as George Lazerby and Timothy Dalton. This guy was – because his were all kind of campy, you know, when Roger Moore – it was just, yeah. just over-the-top yeah. unbelievable stuff as a James Bond character. That's the way he – and then they brought it back around when they got um, Pierce Brosnan in. But, yeah, Roger Moore did the most. So what are you going to do? Hmm. Um, I was. There was something else that you wanted to mention, I thought, having to do with the graduations today before we get on out of here.
2: No, just uh, that taking place, and congratulations to all the all the graduates – uh, around the area, we're still having, you know, commencement. I think most of the college commencements are done. There's still high schools that are that are having graduations, some indoors, some outdoors. Like I said, I know right now that Tucker High School is graduating out at Hallford Stadium, out on Memorial Drive. So um, salute to all the graduates and to all the parents and loved ones who are there. And they tell you don't shout. When you hear the name <laughs> called, you call, your you're going to shout. You're going to holler the name anyway, right? <laughs> As the show winds down, it's time for us to cover some of the things we haven't yet as we flush out some of the small stories we may have missed
1: with Sam and Greg. This is a perfect time to ask your question you were asking me. You said earlier about Spider-Man.
3: Uh, well, number one, I was going to ask if you met Zendaya. No. Okay. I uh,
1: did. I've I met him and didn't re- even recognize it. This is how unplugged I am. Wow. I didn't follow Tom Holland in the what? other movies. <laughs> we're sitting in a back area, right? Now, mind you, here's the thing. We shot this when... The industry just came back. Pandemic was just allowing people to get back on set. We were all wearing masks, and the only time you took your mask off was when the second AD got on a big ladder and went, all right, everybody in place? Boom, take your mask off. Action, and go. And that's when we took them off, and then you put them right back on. So we're in this holding area, and dude comes walking through with somebody. In fact, I'll tell you who it is. This is how much I didn't watch. (laughs) Oh, my God. When I think back, yeah, I know. I ain't happy. Listen. It doesn't affect my life knowing this dude one way or the other. And I wouldn't have talked to him either way. But he came through with the his friend in the movie. The, oh, the other yeah. Guy.
3: I know exactly what you're talking He's
1: about. walking. They're just walking back through there. So I'm talking to the other the, the other reporters who I'm in the scene. Mallory Huff, who we see regularly on the financial report. Sam and I see her every Sunday morning. She And she is like a minute and a half from having a baby. So she's that far pregnant. And she's playing one of the reporters. And then there's another... Um, woman who's a reporter. So we're in our holding area, and he just comes walking back through there. And he's talking. So he's sitting across from us, and we, the three of us, are talking about things going on in Atlanta, wondering if they're open
3: or not because it's the pandemic. And he's sitting there listening to us riveted. I'm not trying to say he's, like, an all-time great already, but you could argue he's probably the face of, like, that next wave of action stars. Yeah, I understand
1: that, yeah. And so... I'm I'm, right. I'm I'm that dude who who tri- <laughs> and didn't know, you know, uh, that this per, this famous person. So
3: that's fine. Um but yeah, I feel like how you feel you're like, "Hey, have you seen this?" and I'm like, "No." Or like, "Have you heard this?" And I'm like, "No." You're like, "Oh my god." Like well, this The is fact that you didn't know it. Is is, I don't talk about crazy. that,
1: right? How often do I talk about the stuff I'm in? I mentioned it once and then boom, I'm done.
3: Yeah, it's wild. I feel like this is one of the first things you're supposed to say. I don't I was know, in Spider-Man. I'd be even more
1: obnoxious <laughs> than I normally am, so I don't want to do that. Yes, I was in it, just so you know the three of us were cut out and the person who got the role the blonde woman was not on set who reported in and she's in the movie so when you go back and look at that movie and that scene where he comes back to school yeah, yeah. and there's a reporter reporting on that hey, spider-man returns or, or peter parker returns but she wasn't even there that day and the three of now you can see my head if you know exactly where to look <laughs> Because yeah. I did actually freeze it once. I go, is that big ball here? <laughs> uh. do you, that's, I know
3: I'm getting you on a, on a tangent here, but do you know what scenes are going to be featured in the movie before it comes no, out? Or did no, you, no, no, no. You no, no, just no, no. see it when the movie because comes out.
1: Because it's done being shot, and then somebody in the editing room goes, I've been given a thing here. we got to shorten this by 10 minutes or 15 minutes. Oh, and man. that's when I'd things so, happen.
3: I'd be kind of upset. and watching it. Well, you it get and over
1: it, man, because you, you check cleared and you get residuals. Yeah. Like, great point. <laughs> great point. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, all right. Happened on this date. Yes. Uh, ah. Man, I tell you, the first day for everything. The piano was patented. You hear what I said? Really? 1796. The piano. James McLean patented the piano. Richard Drew, you ever heard of him? Why oh, I mentioned that earlier. Three Little Pigs. Was released today today, by Disney. Yeah, you laugh. It won the Academy Award for Best Animated Movie. Seriously. Disney won an Academy Award for that one, 1934. Are you ready for this? I don't know what city it was, but the first blacklight was sold. Probably San Francisco. (laughs) Francisco. You would think so? (laughs)
3: Yeah.
1: Okay. That's what I'm thinking. 1968, Papa Bear retired from coaching. George Hallis. Mm -hmm. Want to take a guess at how many wins he had? Or titles, this is pre-Super Bowl. Y'all think about this because this guy, you know, George Hallis, he's on, you know, the the trophy for the NFC, won six titles, 318 wins. Wow. So he did some work there. Uh, Disney World began, the the construction happened on this day. John Lennon released, uh, excuse me, wrote Imagine on this day. Um, Today was the day that Reagan was shot. 1981. What happened? John Hinckley. Wow. Pardon? This is a big day. Yeah, man. A lot of stuff happened that day. Uh, Arsenio's last show happened on this day. Oh, man. 1994. And today was the day Christopher Reeves was paralyzed. Fell off the horse. So, like I said, yeah. A lot of stuff happened on this day. Birthdays. Um, Would have been Wild Bill Hickok's birthday. Wild Bill Hickok's birthday. Hubert Humphrey. Yes. The voice of the, of the uh, song Thriller, Vincent Price, would have been his birthday today. Sam Snead. Oh, man. The, winning, the, the co-winningest golfer of all time, him and Tiger. 82, was it 82 wins? Henry Kissinger, Ramsey Lewis, and Lou Gossett Jr. Man. All celebrating birthday today. Sergeant Foley. That's right. I got nowhere else to go. I ain't seen that movie in forever. <laughs> Officer and a gentleman? Mayo name. <laughs> uh, anyway, you got a big day planned?
2: Um, Trying not to. Like, I may go over here and watch a little of the baseball tournament. By the way, folks, SWAC baseball tournament in town. We thank um, Commissioner of the yes. SWAC, Dr. Charles McClellan, for stopping in and visiting with us this morning and dropping a lot of
1: knowledge. Yeah, he
2: did. You know? But what i will you say for two a, segments. Have a great time here in Atlanta. Come back soon.
1: Also want to thank Karen Pastena from Tennis Panorama, who will be joining us again on Monday, and she will have a new walk-on song at some point. And hopefully by Monday we'll know what it is. We'll get around here. But tomorrow, Adam Alexander, he's going to join us, and also Miles Simon, he's going to talk about these Braves. And I have a special guest joining us. During casting call, I'm going to talk to Shawna Fitzpatrick. She's a casting director. She's the one who is behind this latest casting call as far as the trivia thing. So I want to get this right (laughs) Who the bleep is that? That's the the name of the show. We're going to talk to Sean about that tomorrow. Max, thank you for everything. Thank you, thank you. Don Fricky is up next. You guys have yourself a big day. Be very safe out there. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 Game game 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?